Hello and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm Kate Fenske from CN Public Affairs, and joining me again is David Shadnovic, CN's Director of Marketing for Grain. David, in a past podcast, we spoke about the challenges posed by an aging government of Canada hopper car fleet. How has the grain fleet evolved over time, and, and what does it mean for supply chain capacity? Well, luckily, we're way past the days of boxcars. The 36-foot Fowlers used to hold about 40 tons, and the 40-foot Buffaloes held 44 tons. Now, hoppers have evolved a lot over time. You know, the Government of Canada hoppers that were built back in the 70s and early 80s, those were 4,550 cubic foot capacity cars with a gross weight of 263,000 pounds. So with wheat, you could get close to maybe 95 tons in a car, and a lighter loading commodity like canola would be more like 85 tons. Now, the next step up was to the jumbo 5150 or 5250 foot capacity car with a gross weight of 286,000 pounds. So 100 jumbo cars represent another 1,000 tons or more of grain carrying capacity compared to 100 low cap cars. The future is an even higher capacity car though. You know, we're seeing 5,400 plus cubic foot capacity, 286,000 gross weight cars being brought into service and that represents another bump up in loading capacity. And these cars are shorter too, just under 56 feet. So consider the increase in the number of cars you could fit into a car spot at an elevator if each car in a string was 2 to 3 feet shorter. All those improvements add up over time. So of those government hoppers that were built in the 70s and 80s, how many of them are left in service? Well, back in 2015, there was about 8,400 Government of Canada hoppers left in service between both carriers. And since then, there's been a further reduction of the fleet through attrition. Now, this summer, the Saskatchewan government sold its 900 hopper car fleet to three short-line operators. And the Alberta government, they own about 900 hoppers. And G3 Canada owns a fleet of around 3,000, give or take. Those were formerly Canadian wheat board hoppers. Now, 2025-26 is a real key date. That's when a significant number of these legacy cars age out and will no longer be in service. Now, looking at CN, what is the future of fleet renewal? Well, Bill C-49 is a step in the right direction in terms of encouraging fleet renewal. You know, the legislation contemplates compensating carriers for the cost incurred in obtaining and maintaining hopper cars for revenue cap movement. And it's not just the replacement of Government of Canada hoppers anymore. Now, that being said, it's not clear as to how the legislation is going to be put into practice and applied. The inflationary component of the maximum revenue entitlement formula will also no longer be shared between the two carriers. So the carrier replacing fleet gets the benefit, instead of having the benefit split equally between the two carriers based on the original formula back in 2000. And then there's the role of private cars. You know, there's a fit in Western Canada for private cars, but it's only where it's operationally efficient to do so. Now, a private car unit train only makes sense if that block of cars can be kept together moving as a discrete set. Most export terminals in Canada receive a unit train, but that train gets spotted on multiple ladder tracks and gets busted up. It's not easy to keep a set together that way, and it's not efficient. With projects like the G3 Vancouver North Shore Terminal and Fraser Grain Terminal at Fraser Surrey Docks, the opportunity to keep sets together moving as discrete becomes reality. Thanks for your time, David. And thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN. 